We are changing the global conversation on emotional health and self-love. Our feelings are just feedback, and that feedback is constantly giving us valuable insights as to what still needs to be healed. It is that simple, and it is that complicated. When you continuously follow your passion and do what brings you joy, adding more pleasure and fun to your life, you can't go wrong. You can't fail. I pinky swear that to be true. Welcome to How to Be a Human with Lise Wilcox. I love this conversation. Hello, hello, and welcome to the very first episode of my brand new podcast, How to Be a Human, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. Is there, is there any subject more vast and more open to interpretation than how to be a human? I think not. If you are joining me as a previous listener to my old podcast to call myself Beloved, welcome back. And if you are joining as a first time listener, welcome to you. Either way, man, I am happy that you're here. I there, The market is so saturated. It's so saturated and concentrated with people who think they have things to say that I cannot tell you how grateful I am that you've chosen to listen to some of the things that I think I have to say. My intention is always that you walk away just feeling better, right? I am passionate, passionate about changing the global conversation on emotional health and self-love. And part of that is to be able to just give yourself the express permission to be aware of and acknowledge and name and then, oh my God, feel your feelings. And in doing so, come through that in a loving, tender way that allows you to feel better. And, you know, as a as a self-actualization and embodiment coach with a like a specialization in transformational mindset work, I really I use that as, as one of the, the cornerstones of my business in having people walk away from every touch point, every conversation, feeling better. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the way it is, we forget about the way it could be. Uh, and then we get this like anxiety and tension and all kinds of bizarro expectations when, when we allow ourselves the permission just to sit and be and accept, um, and I don't know, just really be aware of who we are and how we feel in this moment, everything gets easier. So that's a huge part of the, the intention behind this podcast, how to be a human is that we are all having in my personal and also my vast professional experience, we are all having the same emotional experience. Yes, it presents itself in many different circumstances and situations. But when you strip it back in our culture and context, we are having the same emotional human experience. And I find this so fascinating. Like to me, this is so juicy because as a master success coach, I have access to so many people who, God bless them. They, I, I have the privilege of working with just amazing, amazing people. The ones who are at the top of their game, who've gone through the checklist of like, I did everything right. So how come it doesn't really feel like I thought I was going to feel people who are navigating significant life transitions, people who have kind of gone through that waking up process, like, hello, 2020. Thank you for all those gifts that waking up of like, wait a second, what am I doing here? And what have I been doing? And what am I going to do next? Right? Like what feels good to me? 
versus what if I attached all kinds of shame and shoulds to that I feel, feel like I should be doing or I'm ashamed of things I haven't been doing, whatever, tapping into what makes me feel alive? Like what brings me joy? What is fun? What is my passion? How do I experience pleasure? And not just for, you know, moments, like designated moments of my life, but like every day, how do I bring fun and joy and pleasure and goodness into my life? And that's a huge part of how to be a human. But nobody talks about this. And, and you know, I have this front row seat into so many different people's lives. And I have this incredible clarity that we are all having the same emotional experience and we're having it in isolation which invites in the opportunity to repress or to shame and generally to not talk about as an emotional health advocate i can tell you the only way you start to heal your feelings is to feel your feelings and so when we're constantly slipping into repress and shame mode and we're not allowing ourselves to sit in the discomfort of how gross or uncomfortable or like insane this feels, we're not actually giving ourselves the opportunity that we require to come through it, to just kind of bear witness to our own experience and come out on the other side. And again, as somebody who does this for a living, there is nothing, nothing more powerful than having somebody bear witness to your experience. It is a gift to find that relationship and that bond in which you feel strongly vulnerable enough to just open up and be incredibly honest. When you are honest, you get to this next level place of self-awareness and self-reflection, which only serves you forward. You know, going back to this is not like a new concept. This is not an Instagram age concept. This is not an even a new age thing. If you look back to ancient philosophers, Plato said in what year? Like <laughs> one of the earliest years in human history know thyself. This is all about coming to know thyself. The human experience is about self-creation and about self-awareness and self-recognition, period. And as I say, I see this every day and, and people I talk to, we're having the same feelings. We're having the same emotional experience, but so many of us feel like we can't safely talk about it because of the ramifications or the emotional repercussions, the judgment, the rejection, whatever it is. So the intention behind this podcast is to puncture a hole in that illusion that what you're, what you're experiencing is being experienced in isolation. Something I love to say to clients is like kind of part of my, like, I don't know, dad joke, ill-timed humor is, you know, you are very special and also you're not that special. Like every, every one of us is so unique and so, oh my God, like so precious and so special because of our own unique alchemy and our own synthesis of all these strengths and gifts and divinely appointed talent, talents. Um, and you could call them imperfections or flaws, but really they're just, you know, the quirks that make you, you, the challenges that you need to overcome in your own hero's journey. They're not really flaws or imperfections. They're just kind of character marks. Um, that, that is so special about each of us. And also, like none of us is special because we're all having that same moment. It's such a shared experience, but it feels so intimate and it feels so private and, and so sacred because it is that 
the, I guess the shadow side of that coin is that we feel like we have to keep it to ourselves, right? We feel like we have to keep that isolation and uh, to, a, to ourselves. We feel like there are things we can't talk about because, oh my God, if we talked about them, people would totally judge us and reject us. And our subconscious mind will do whatever it takes to be and feel loved. And so some of that, I would say most, if not all of it, all of our like bad behaviors or like badly timed behaviors or stuff we're not proud of all the things that we do and then we're like why did I do that it's usually because we're in the pursuit of unconditional love like it is that simple it is that complicated so we are highly motivated towards feeling accepted and feeling loved and we are highly highly motivated away from feeling rejected or unaccepted uh, and that's the stuff that makes us feel like we're going crazy because then we're having all these, this rich experience, this dynamic experience that is very human and it's very nature. And it's like, we have no idea what to do with that. So again, guess what? That's why this podcast was born, really shedding light on how to be a human. I had this incredible experience very recently. Uh, if you were a fan of, or even just a listener of my former podcast to call myself beloved, um, you would have heard me tell the story of how I, I had a self-commitment story, uh, sorry, a self-commitment ceremony. And that self-commitment ceremony, you can go back and listen to the episode now if you like. Uh, it's really about the moment I decided to stop waiting for anybody else to choose me and really celebrate the fact that I chose me. And that's enough. Like, I have chosen myself. I chose myself on this path. We're going to get uh, into some of the spiritual stuff, uh, loosely air quotes, like spiritual stuff um, later on, because that is a critical component in understanding how to be a human. It's like we are reconciling the fact that we are these spiritual beings living in a physical human form body, having an experience in real time on this planet at this moment, right? There is a great reconciliation between that. But anyway, we are, as I said, we'll, we'll get into it and it's, it's juicy. So stay tuned. Um, but I had this real profound recognition that not only did I choose this life in a spiritual capacity, I chose me in this physical reality, in this human reality. I decided to just show up for myself. I made difficult decisions. Some of them were right. Some of them were wrong. Some of them were, they f maybe feel wrong in hindsight, but really when you dig a little deeper, they were just totally the right thing at the right time. And then you learn the lesson from them and you keep failing forward, right? Every step along the way, I have acted in a way that I have chosen myself. And I um, really feel that's worthy of all of us celebrating. And to me, I love fun and pleasure. And I was like, well, I'm just going to celebrate it. Then I'm going to make it really, really beautiful as I love to do, because that brings me passion and brings me pleasure and brings me joy. And I'm going to have this beautiful self-commitment ceremony in the woods. As I said, you can go back and listen to the finale episode of To Call Myself Beloved, and you can hear the whole the whole shebang. Um but right now, I want to tell you a story that came out of that day that I haven't yet shared publicly. And this shit is amazing. And this exact story is why this podcast has been brought to life, has been like born into this world because of this experience. So I go away, I rent a cabin, um, I go with a friend of mine, Nikki, who's like an amazing radiant beam of light. She's not even a person. She's like a radiant beam of light. I'm pretty sure she's going to be a guest on my podcast, you lucky thing. Um, 
we go into the woods. We're getting ready to do a photo shoot. I'm like getting ready into in like a white dress and this little vintage fur stole. I've got a flower crown. It's like supposed to be looking and feeling really good. And I, as you may or may not be aware, I had breast cancer a couple of years ago. And part of my treatment for like curative treatment for breast cancer was to choose a radical mastectomy. That means I don't have boobs anymore. Like they're, I went flat. And um, that's a decision I feel like so positive about. And, um, we were out in the woods, Nikki, incidentally, same thing. She also went flat after her own cancer experience. So we already have this like little bit of shared currency, just even in that physical way. And, uh, I'm getting ready and putting on the dress and I'm looking in the mirror and I was like, I just started crying. Cause I was like, oh, fuck Nikki. Like this isn't how, this isn't how I want to look. Now I, if you follow me on Instagram at least Wilcox, or you've been to my website or ever listened to my show, heard me on a podcast, whatever I have like next level confidence. Like I'm pretty confident even in my own confidence. Right. And I was even shocked to hear these words coming out of my mouth, but I was looking at them in a mirror at myself and I saw myself in this dress and, you know, after chemo, my hair is, is growing and it's growing faster than I thought it would, but it's still like not quite right. It still doesn't feel quite like my own. It's getting there. I could put it in a ponytail, which feels amazing, but it's not quite there. So I'm looking at my hair my hair doesn't feel right. I'm looking at my body. I gained so much weight through cancer. Some of that is cancer treatment, like through chemo. Some of it is emotional weight, like using eating as a coping mechanism through difficult times, like um, divorce and cancer, et cetera. But nonetheless, I have gained a lot of weight and I've held on to it in different parts of my body. I think some of it's just getting older, to be honest. I've held on to it in different parts of my body that I was not prepared to see. Like when I looked at my whole body in the mirror wearing a dress, I haven't really worn a dress in a long time. And so this was kind of like a, a weird realization. So I'm crying and I'm like, I don't know. This just doesn't feel right. This feels like out of body. I don't I don't even know what to think about even what I'm feeling here. And, and I remember I was like, I'm just going to, maybe I'll just forget this. Maybe I'm just going to wear jeans or like, I'll put on like a white shirt and leggings and I don't know, boots. Cause I feel more comfortable like that. And Nikki looked at me and she was like, listen, if the man, <laughs> if the man of your dreams, like this big bearded man walked out of the woods right now, after just like chopping down a bunch of wood and he walked out of the woods right now and he came down this driveway and he looked at you, what would you want him to see you in? Like, how would you show up as yourself? And I was like, fuck, thank you. Little reframe. Thank you for bringing back the sacred nature to the self-commitment ceremony. Thank you for that compassionate call out and kind of making me check in with what is really important. And also thank you for holding that ridiculously vulnerable and honest space for me to look at you and say, wow, I am a person who is beyond confident and, and I am still uncomfortable with the way my body looks right now. And I am still uncomfortable in the feeling that I'm having. Like what a beautiful gift of a human and of a friend, but thanks Nikki. Anyway, so we have that moment, we have that conversation. I'm like, you're right. I'm going to get my game face on and I chose this location, this cabin location. It's on Otter Lake. Otters are like spiritually, they are magical, playful creatures. And they, they tend to appear in your life as a spirit meaning when there is playfulness presence. And so even that morning, Nikki and I had been sitting on the dock. We're playing guitar. She brought her harmonium. She's playing that. We're doing tarot readings. We're just sitting and talking about how to be a human, having like the juiciest conversation. And I kid you not, 
an otter pops up in Otter Lake. And it was like, I mean, I know technically he didn't wave at me, but it felt, it felt like this little guy was waving at me. And immediately Nikki was like, oh yeah, playful, uh, um, play is present here. Or playfulness is present here. And that just stood out. So I really chose this cabin deliberately because of the playful nature of otters on Otter Lake in Northern Ontario. Really lovely. And still... Nikki, being this phenomenally talented photographer, was like, ah, I know you were planning on having this ceremony in the woods here on site, but I'm actually, I can't help myself. I'm just going to go and scout around just in case there's a different location. I am so low key and generally so low maintenance. I'm like, okay, like if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do that. But like, I'll just basically go wherever you tell me. I don't, I don't really care as long as it's wooded and I feel safe. So Nikki goes off to schedule location. I'm in the bathroom getting ready. Because I am so low-key, it takes me all of seven minutes to do my makeup. And I'm talking like full makeup. Seven minutes later, I'm done. I get a text from Nikki and she's like, how much more time do you need? And I was like, not much. I'm pretty much ready. And after I got my makeup on, I put the dress on again. I, I kind of felt like a renewed... Um, a renewed sense of self. I, there was something that kind of clicked after having that sacred space held for me and being able to really step into this higher version of myself, the one who makes decisions from a place of acceptance and peace and ease and playfulness rather than of struggle and hardship and lack. So I'm feeling good, getting ready. Nikki zipped back. She's like, I found the perfect place. You're not even going to believe it. It's awesome. But first, let me do your hair. So she's curling my hair, getting the flower crown on. And I looked in the mirror again. And this time I looked in, I was like, I kind of just went speechless for a second. And I looked at her and I said, when I do meditations of meeting my higher self and like meeting my my future self spiritually when she comes to guide me, because we're going to go into that in this podcast, not this episode, but I'm going to do a separate podcast on that. Um, or maybe record it as a meditation for you. Anyway, I'll give you that information. Just stay tuned. Anyway, I looked at Nikki and I was like, that meditation vision, that highest vision of myself, my higher self, my future self, I'm her. <laughs> like I was just like so taken aback that when I looked into the mirror and I saw this little white cotton dress and this little vintage fur stole and this beautiful flower crown with this kind of curly, wavy, like that, you know, that like naturally sexy, beachy, tousled hair. I was like, this is what my higher self looks like and feels like. And it was such a beautiful shift. So we're feeling good. We're looking good. We're ready to go commit. I had brought some props that I wanted to use in the self-commitment ceremony. And so Nikki and I hop in the car and she's like, I found the perfect spot. It's just a few minutes down the road. You drive, I'll navigate. So we're driving down the road, down Otter Lake Road, I think it's actually called. And we come to the end of the road and there's kind of a dead end. Yes, there are a few cabins nearby, but it's mostly a dead end. We park in this kind of open, sandy area and there's this phenomenal, if you're familiar with um, the geography of Northern Ontario, it's Canadian Shield, which is like lots of rock with lots of trees. It is it is like nothing else you've ever seen. It's so beautiful. The air is different. Like it just looks and smells and feels different. It's just, it's so peaceful and so grounding. So I get out of the car and I see this giant rock that we're going to climb up somehow. And you know, at the top of the rock, there are all these woods and it's, it is perfect because the rock is so high up. When you look out on either side, you can see a lake. So on one side, we can see Otter Lake and the other direction, we can see some other, I don't know if it was a pond or just a small lake. I don't know, but it's beautiful. We're like 
my dream is to live in the woods near water. And that's, that's literally where we are. We're in the woods near water. And so it's great. I feel so grateful and so happy, so juicy and joyful that she's like gone out and found this location. It's amazing. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. We're standing there at the top of the rock, just kind of surveying and getting ready to set stuff up. Like I brought a mirror and and a carpet to walk down some really beautiful things for the altar, like a candle and some of course music and as we're standing there just getting ready to set up this fucking handsome (laughs) bearded man (laughs) walks out of the woods (laughs) and like neither of us could speak because I remember Nikki had just said to me probably an hour previously like what would you do if the man of your dreams just kind of like walked out of the woods and I was thinking like I answered her but in my head I was like yeah right like that would ever happen and no it's happening so this beautiful bearded man walks out of the woods (laughs) and he's like how are you guys doing are you doing okay up there and we're like yeah we're doing okay how about you down there like no neither of us could be normal quote unquote because we were so taken aback by what was happening right now so we're kind of talking a little bit and he's like yeah I'm doing great except for the fact that like you're on my you're on my property like this is I own I own this and we're so now Nikki and I are unwittingly trespassing on this land so very coolly we were both like apologetic and you were like you know we're so sorry. We had no idea. It's not marked private. We didn't say that out loud, but like it, it really wasn't marked private. It really did look like uh, crown land or government owned land. Like it looked like it was public. Um, and we're like, we're just planning a little photo shoot and ceremony. He's like, oh my God, go ahead. Like, go ahead and use it. I, I, I really don't care. Just please don't get hurt. Like, just please stay safe. It's a little bit slippery up there. And just, I want you to, I want you to be safe. And so Nikki is like, what's your name? And he's like, oh, my name's Chris. And we introduce ourselves. And Chris, and he was walking with a friend of his, they kind of just turned around and like walked back into the woods that kind of disappeared. And Nikki and I just stood there. We just stood there looking at each other, mouths agape, just kind of relishing like what the fuck just happened? Like a bearded man literally did just walk out of the woods and saw me in this higher self outfit, which for me just was like, a beautiful experience. I will pause here to tell you one of my clients had told me previously she had a vision that that this she had two visions or I guess one was a dream one it was a vision and the dream was she saw me very clearly with like the man of my dreams. Also sidebar this this podcast is not just about like my love life and my romantic life it's about the human experience which is a reconciliation of being a spiritual being in a very human form. So I promise you Although I am like giddy in telling you all the details of this story, um, this has a point. So stay with me. So one of my clients had told me, uh, God, months earlier that she had this dream in which I was unmistakably with like the man of my dreams. And he's like this big kind of lumberjack-esque guy, but you know, like a bougie lumberjack, like the the fan is like if Tom Hardy played a lumberjack. Um, that's what we're talking about. But she's like, you know, he's got this dark hair. It's in a man bun. He's wearing like that Buffalo plaid jacket, um, dark glasses. And you're just so happy. She was like, you're at a farmer's market together. You're wearing your jean jacket. And it's just, you're, there's an unmistakable connection. You're so happy to just be in each other's presence. So I was like, thanks for having that dream. Like what an amazing dream for you to have on my behalf. So thank you. And she was telling me later 
that she had this vision uh, that, you know, this particular day early in November, um, she asked if I wanted to get together. And I was like, well, I'd love to, but I'm going to be up north having this commitment ceremony. And she said her first reaction was this like deep, intuitive knowing. She was like, oh, of course, Lisa isn't available then. She's meeting the guy. And so it was like she told me this as I was going away. She's like, I'm positive you're going to meet this guy this weekend. And I was like, what the hell? So now I'm standing at the top of the rock with Nikki watching Chris descend back into the woods thinking like, oh my God, like what is happening here? So this is just all kinds of fireworks. And to me, this is one of those cosmic breadcrumb moments, that little, that little wink, that little nudge from, you might say the universe, I say God, the cosmos, source, whatever you want to say. I say God because that feels really good to me. If you want to replace that with universe, like fill your boots, call it what you want to call it. But to me, this was like a wink and a little gift and that little kind of chuckle, that little giggle from God being like, you say it's not possible for me to present like a beautiful bearded man from the middle of the woods. Let me prove you wrong. So I'm already kind of dwelling in how beautiful this is to, and use, using that or taking that cosmic breadcrumb as a sign of like, you are exactly where you need to be right now. This moment in time has been designed for you. Like you're, you're exactly right on track. Every time you feel like you're lagging behind, you're not. And here's one of those celebratory moments just to really pinpoint you're literally in the perfect place at the perfect time of your life. And if you're listening to this right now, use this, use this as one of those cosmic breadcrumbs that everything that has come before is the way that it is so that you can be in this moment right here, right now, so that you can also be in the next moment that comes after. It's such a beautiful design, even if it doesn't make any sense at the time. Anyway, so I'm really just kind of reveling in that magic that like, wow, just the wow. And as I'm standing there, Nikki goes back down to the car to get something. And if you've ever been camping or you've been to a cottage, you know that sound carries so much differently across the water. And uh, I'm standing at the top of the rock and all of a sudden out of nowhere, like honestly out of nowhere, I hear music playing and there was no music before. All of a sudden I hear there is music playing and it's just me, because as I said, Nikki went back down to the car to grab something. And I kind of pause and really listen in a deeper way. And I realize the fucking song is... It's Bobby McFerrin singing, Don't Worry, Be Happy. And that's all I heard. I heard the whistling riff. I heard the, Don't Worry, Be Happy. And then the whistling again as it kind of faded away. And I just stood there and I was like, wow, like just reveling in the wow. Here I am in the woods celebrating the fact that while I am single and I did not anticipate being single at almost 40, I have not been unchosen because I chose me and choosing me comes with all kinds of like beautiful markers and moments in my life. So pausing to celebrate that in this kind of far out ceremony in the woods, committing to continuously show up for me and love myself through sickness and health and richer and poorer for better, for worse, all the things I have done and continue to do. It was like, I was kind of rewarded with this little symbol, you know, the playfulness of the otters, Chris walking out of the woods and all his beardedness. And then this flash, like this audio flash of honestly, Lise, 
don't worry, just be happy. Like just be here now, accept what it is and appreciate that you are exactly where you need to be at this moment in time. It was spectacular, like so simple and so understated and just so beyond my wildest dreams. Spectacular. You cannot make this shit up, right? That's that was also the, the second working title for this podcast, by the way. You cannot make this shit up. But I reframed it into how to be a human because they're basically they have the same meaning. Do the ceremony. It's really lovely. It's, you know, it was so lovely. We're doing this photo shoot and now the sun is going down. So we're like looking down over the lake in the woods at sunset. And we've got this beautiful cotton candy sky being painted before us. And we start to kind of pack up. We're about to go for tacos, obviously. And uh, we're getting in the car and Nikki points, <laughs> she points towards the water down to this cabin. She's like, you know, Chris went down there. I was like, what? She's like, well, yeah, Chris like walked down this little pathway. So we're very creepily like driving at a slow, slow pace. And we pause in front of his laneway, which is for all of my spiritual people out there, it's number 22. <laughs> like, which is of course, like, um, uh, related closely to 11. It's a multiple of 11. So 22 has its own spiritual significance, uh, in the world. And for me personally, and we're looking down at where Chris came from number 22 and he's building, I kid you not. The man is building like the cabin home of my dreams on the water. It's like this very, not even industrial, but kind of like a mid-century and industrial mishmash, like collaboration together, this kind of superhuman, it's so sexy. And he's fucking building it with his bare hands on the water. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? It was an actual representation of my vision, like my long held vision kind of being played out before me. It was such a gift. And I allowed myself once again, just to kind of revel in the wow. Does that mean that, you know, Chris and I fell madly in love and, and lived happily ever after? No, because I checked the building permit and Chris and his wife are definitely living there. Like Chris is building this for his wife. That is besides the point. It was that I made a declaration of doing what felt good, what brought me joy, what was fun, what was pleasurable, what I felt passionate about and really celebrating that. And in doing so, you know, going through this whole process, it was like, God handed down one of those, you know, like hotel room service trays with like the big silver dome. And it was like, ah, and like opened it up to kind of reveal this glimmer that not only like, not only does what I want exist, but what I want exists right now. And even if it hasn't waited, made its way to me yet, it was like, he gave me all of the markers and all of the, I don't know, if you imagine like you're, you're going to go see a movie, but first you see the preview or the trailer, it was like, I kind of got a trailer of the movie of my life as to what's to come next. And it was like, fuck me, this is beautiful. It was so wonderful. And again, as we were driving away and we're, we're kind of talking and hanging out as the, the days and weeks that followed, I thought to myself, these conversations need to be had, you know, stuff like this happens to me in my life all the time. Just these quote unquote random connections that I make with people and these moments of just pausing and being like, how is this my life right now? Like, how is this kismet? How are these, how is this moment just so beautifully designed and timed? And that is part of learning 
how to be a human. You know, the same thing that teaches us that when you're driving in one car and you see somebody who's driving the same car as you, you give them a nod. It's the same thing that teaches you, you are having a spiritual being experience in a human form. And it's like, we acquire this knowledge, this compendium of knowledge over a lifetime. And very reluctantly, do we share this with others in an an open, normalized fashion? Because sometimes it sounds so far out there. Sometimes we don't even want to share it. That's fine. But sometimes we want to share it and we have no idea how, because maybe it sounds even too good to be true, or we feel like we don't, we're not worthy of taking up space, or we're not even quite sure what it means, but we know it meant something. We just don't even know like how to articulate what it means to us. This is how to be a human. It's to live in the both and not, not having to choose either or not having to completely understand or not understand, but to, to dwell in that, that slash, right. To dwell in that in-between space of like, I am both confused and incredibly tuned in. This is so simple and it's incredibly complex this feels so real. It feels both so real and so ethereal. Like I have no idea how to put my finger on it. This is how to be a human. It's acquiring a lifetime of wisdom and being so comfortable in knowing that that wisdom is yours for a reason. It's coming to you for a reason. You're having the experiences you're having for a reason. I understand sometimes that reason is, it feels like bullshit. It feels like it's not fair. It feels like it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it isn't fair. Sometimes it is bullshit and sometimes it doesn't make sense. To be able to reconcile that and accept that is what it is and not have to obsess over it, but really to to shift into um, the presence of knowing that you don't understand. That's how to be a human. And as we as we look forward to like a brand new podcast full of, I think, <laughs> I wouldn't do it if I didn't think this, but like not only inspirational, but really insightful, really informative, educational, and yes, pleasurable people to talk to, conversations to have, just celebrating those moments of like, I can't, like, you can't make this shit up. That's what I'm here for, to really normalize the human experience, to give permission, not only to feel your own feelings and to be almost painfully aware of how you're feeling in the moment and what that means or where that's come from um, and what to do with that but also to appreciate that we are all just figuring this out. You know, there, there's no guidebook for a reason. What if there is no right way? And what if there is no wrong way? What if there's just your way? And what if every single experience you've had to date is exactly, it's exactly what you needed at the time to bring you here in this moment? And what if this moment is exactly what you need in order to jettison forward into the next moment after that? Like, what if... It's all connected. What if it's all unfolding in perfect timing? Even that time, even if that timing drives us insane and we can't see the big picture because we're so in the minutia. What if there are no mistakes? What if this is all just leading us home to ourselves? Could you love yourself enough to trust that process? Could you love yourself enough to sit in the wowness of it, to revel in the wow? Could you love yourself enough to inject a level of playfulness and joy where there used to be overthinking or anxiety? 
can you love yourself enough to truly make this make this experience your own and not only share but celebrate that experience that others around you are having in a similar but different way yes you fucking can there is no magic formula except knowing that the magic formula is that we are all figuring this out that there is no real end point each and every one of us is in a process of self-creation what if there is no right way what if there is no wrong way what if there's just your way How freeing would it be to know that every decision you make is the right decision for you? Can you love yourself enough to detach from outcome or from judging that things are good or bad and accepting that they just are? Yeah, you fucking can. 